Greetings, fellow planeswalkers. I'm James. And I'm Paul. And we are the Commander at Arms podcast. Today on the podcast, we've got a very special episode for you today. We are going to be deck teching a brand new deck that we literally just finished building right before we hit record on this episode. It's Rada, Heart of Keld. Or as James calls her. Heart of Kled. <laughs> I actually thought it was Heart of Kled. Like, honestly, like I, I, I thought it was. So we're going to go away. We're going to like do away with the normal format of our episodes. You know, the untap, upkeep, draw main phase combat phase just to do a deck tech for you we haven't done one since way back when it's probably been a good month or two since we've last done a deck deck was the last one we did calamax i think it was uh yeah i think it was actually um so we'll do a little ready rule of the uh the commander here so rada heart of keld is a one red and a green three three legendary creature elf warrior as long as it's your turn rada heart of keld has first strike you may look at the top card of your library at any time you may play lands from the top of your library she also has an activated ability of four red and a green rada gets plus x plus x until end of turn where x is the number of lands you control just a lot of text on her yeah um uh, I, I, the first strike, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of. I feel like it could have been something else. First strike doesn't feel very on flavor for red and green. But like, I mean, even like if, the if you're, independently. but if you're attacking in, I kind of feel like that's probably better. But like, because then you can like, oh, they they can't really then chump block her. They have to like get in the way with something decently, like decently big, like at least a three three to kill her. Otherwise, no, no, no. Just- They'll be like, oh, I'm not well, saying I won't chomp and you'll take some damage because, I mean, I mean, she hasn't got trample, but by George, do we have a way to give her trample in this deck? <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. It just it doesn't feel very green or red. I understand. You know that. I mean? First strikes usually like a, a white kind of like a white keyword, you see. Uh, yes. And occasionally red. So I guess I was just completely wrong because I think first strike is actually a secondary red mechanic. So. <laughs> oh man so anyway (laughs) everyone kind of knows how we we do things here at the uh commander at arms podcast so we do our we do our deck techs in small little packets we have some stuff that wasn't really categorized we couldn't really think of where to put everything so we kind of just got all that we're going to get rid of we're going to do that at the start here right now um, and then move into the more meat of the deck at the end of the episode, go over a couple of synergies and some combos in here and uh, just do some highlights. So we'll start off with our very first packet. We've got five very special cards here, Paul. One of them, which just also got reprinted in the same set, which is half the reason why I wanted to build this deck, because not only did I pull the commander in my uh, M21 box, I opened, God, way back when M21, I say way back when M21 came out, but I mean, honestly, it's literally just come out like what a month ago not even actually it's only, it's only been out July just for a 3rd. month yeah so almost a week or sorry a month and a half yeah but so i also mu- just noticed i just noticed that four of the five cards here have been printed or reprinted this year yeah that's another that good reason to, to build this deck <laughs> some of these cards were yeah like reprinted in m21 double masters and jumpstart so we're getting to those ones right now so the first one is azusa lost but seeking so azusa lost but seeking is the uh two and a green two one human monk lets you play two additional lands per turn fantastic love that love that card the next one is 
Dry. Sorry, I wasn't actually going to say anything. I was just gonna no. <laughs> I'm just I'm not, I'm not trying to get through them as quick as possible. But I mean, like <laughs> we talked about Azusa so much on our uh, our our set review. I don't think we need to talk to her about her too much at this one. So the next card is uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove. Uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove is a two and a green for a two four enchantment creature nymph you may play an additional land on each of your turns lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types um yeah i mean like the fixing is nice I, I, you're pretty much just playing this with the first line of text it does have a couple of small synergies one of which we'll probably mention in just Very a bit soon. when we talk about yeah. a certain other card um not in this deck i'm going to spoil alert is valakut but if you had valakut in this deck you would also be a combo with that it would be a very good combo with that, actually. I didn't think about it until like you had said it uh like on the the like the stuff we did before the episode. Um Return. Go back. Sorry, I'm fighting with my iPad right now. Ugh. <laughs> All right. So the next card in the list, after I've just fought with the iPad a little bit, is Exploration. So Exploration is a one green mana for an enchantment. This is you may play an additional land on each of your turns. I want to see if you guys can notice a theme here real quickly. Rada wants to let us play things off top of our uh, play lands off top of our library. We decided to put five ways of playing additional lands uh, so we can, you know, essentially play five lands with Rada's second ability. So the next notable card here is Mina and Den Wildborn. It is two red and a green for a 4-4 elf ally. Well, it's a legendary creature elf ally. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Has an activated ability of red and a green. Return a land you control to its owner's hand. Target creature gains trample until end of turn. I completely forgot about that second line of text. <laughs> that it gains trample? Yeah, highly relevant. <laughs> I completely well, I mean, forgot that it did that. If you didn't want to use it to ramp yourself, uh, hypothetically, the best case scenario with Mina and Den is, you know, pay to bounce one of those tapped lands back to your hand, play it again, give something trample, give something trample because the activated ability and then play the land again, which I mean, you could do. And then if you have Azusa, you can do it two more times. Uh, Dryad, you can do it an additional uh, one more time. And then you can do it, what, five, six times. So Something one like for the that. turn, two for Asusa. Yeah, you can do it six times, essentially. You can give six creatures uh, trample. I mean, it doesn't really exactly net you mana or net you. I think you might actually end up going down. I think you might end up with like one tapped land at the end of it. Um, but I mean, still really cool. Also, just gives trample. Another way of giving trample in the deck. The last card that has the same effect as all these other cards before it was the Jumpstart reprint, which is Oracle of Maldaya. Oracle of Maldaya is a three and a green for a 2-2 Elf Shaman that says you may, play an, you may play an additional land on each of your turns, play with the top card of your library revealed, you may play lands from the top of your library. Um, You know, this is just like the most popular green card in the world, so there's not really much I can say about this one that hasn't already been said. It's fantastic. It's great. So now that you've, you know, sufficiently like played a butt ton of lands, how are you going to restock your hand there, Paul? Uh, I would assume that you're going to draw cards. 
Well, I mean, yeah, we have definitely have ways to uh, draw <laughs> cards in this deck. So we have seven ways to draw cards in this deck. So I mean, usually it's 10 ramp, 10 draw, but, you know, just bear with us here. So the first card to be able to draw cards is Beast Whisperer. Beast Whisperer is a two green, green, three, two elf druid that says whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card. We have a significant amount of, of, uh, of creatures in this deck. So you'll be drawing a lot of cards with this card if it doesn't get removed. Um, but if you don't have anything to talk, say about that one, Paul, I'm happy to move on to the next card. Ah, let's keep it rolling. Cool. Next card is Harmonize. Harmonize is two green green sorcery that says draw three cards. Fantastic. This is one of my favorite cards, to be honest. <laughs> it's one of my favorite green cards. I mean, it does everything you want green to do, which is, well, it's draw cards. <laughs> <laughs> so after harmonize uh we have lifecrafter's bestiary it's another fantastic way to be able to uh i mean not only does this draw you cards but it also scries you on which is really cool too not really a, a line of text on this card that i've ever really looked at i've always just been like yeah you pay an extra green you draw a card it's like mentor of the meek but a little better actually a lot better <laughs> um, so Lifecrafter's Bestiary, if you don't know, it's a three mana artifact that says at the beginning of your upkeep, scry one, whenever you cast a creature spell, you may pay one green. If you do, draw a card. I love saying draw a card. It's like my favorite thing to say. It's my favorite thing to do in magic. Yeah. The only, disappointing like the, part about, so much. Uh, the only disappointing part about drawing cards is that when you solitaire a deck to test it, you always draw so many cards. And then when you actually go to play it, you're sorely disappointed. Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> I'm not one to really solitaire a deck yard. I'd rather just like uh, kind of put like a pseudo version of it together if I can, just what I have around the house or like, um, you know, just do like the playtest version where just like you scribble the card name onto a bit of paper and you kind of throw it in there and go to your, uh, go to your friends group and be like, hey, I want to test this deck. Let me see how it goes. And then just watch, you know, just get absolutely walloped because they're like, he's testing a deck. Quick, get him. When uh, when I was in college, I used to play 1v1 against myself with my own decks. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, I was that kid. <laughs> oh, can we, just anyway. a, can we just take a quick second of silence for, for Paul? Yeah, rip my social life. All right. So the next card on the list is Momentous Fall. Momentous Fall is a two green green instant that says as an additional cost to cast this spell, sacrifice a creature. You may draw cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power and then gain life equal to that creature's toughness. Um, a nice way to get around, like, I don't know, make people waste their removal while also getting some benefit out of it. And because yeah. it's equal to the power, it has some synergy with uh, Rodder herself because you can buffer and then do that. If you have, like, a butt-ton amount of mana and or lands, yeah, you can, like, pump her up and then play momentous fall just draw a butt ton of cards and gain a butt ton of life and moving on to the next butt ton of cards uh we have Orin Frostfang, which is three green green for a snow creature snake i do like saying i never really noticed that this creature is a snow creature um but it is a snow creature it's a snake it says attacking creatures you control have death touch whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player draw a card he's also a two six which i don't think i mentioned um, yeah, I mean, there's not much I can say about this one other than I wish they would design more green cards like this. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I think this is one of the better ones they printed recently. This came out in Gearhead, and uh, funnily enough, I actually got two of the Gearhead decks, and I really regret trading my second copy of Orin Frostfang. I really wish I had it. And uh, Micah, if you're listening to it, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, I hope you're using that card well. Traded you that card. I think for a skull clamp. And by <laughs> damn, am I using my skull clamp? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, our sixth and second final way to draw cards in this deck is Rishkar's Expertise. Rishkar's Expertise is a four green green sorcery spell that says draw cards equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. You may cast a card with converted mana cost five or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. Uh, insert comments from a Mentis wall. Because <laughs> they'd be the same, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they waste, I mean, not so much waste their removal because, I mean, it's a sorcery speed spell over Mementus Fall being an instant speed. But, I mean, it's still great. Pump Rada, Sacrifice Rada. I mean, you don't have to sacrifice Rada. You could sacrifice almost any other creature in this in this list and just draw. A, well, you don't even like, sacrifice. Uh, sorry, yeah, you don't sacrifice. My bad. I'm sorry. I was thinking Mementus Fall that it sacrifices a creature. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, just pump Rada, uh, pay the extra mana if you have it, draw a crap ton of cards, and then uh, play something else spicy. Which you could play the next card. So if you played Rich Guys, you could definitely play the, play the next card. If you had the mana, you could even equip it. Because that's what this card is. It's an artifact. So the next card is uh, another card that's just been reprinted in Double Masters. Um, we thought we would add this card only because it had been reprinted in Double Masters. And right now it's probably the most obtainable that we'll see for a while until Double Masters goes out of print. So the card is Sword of Fire and Ice. So Sword of Fire and Ice uh, is a three mana artifact equipment that says equipped creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from red and blue. Uh, whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, Sword of Fire and Ice deals two damage to any target, and you draw a card and has equipped two. Swords are pretty famous. Fire and Ice is pretty, well, even more famous as one of the best ones, if not the best one. So, I think the text speaks for itself. It's repeatable card draw. It's protection. It's removal. I put a question mark at the, on the end of that for. <laughs> I love it how yeah it went up the yeah. removal. Huh? Like <laughs> it's, it's only two damage, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but this could get rid of a combo up. piece. Like if someone's playing Aristocrats, it could get rid of a um, a Zolaport Cutthroat. It could get rid of a Blood Artist. It could get rid of um, a I mean, there's plenty of other you know two or less combo pieces out there that people want to be able to keep around. Um, but after we've. Uh, successfully drawn over like all of our cards paul we want to be able to get rid of our opponent's enchantments and artifacts and how do we do that um i'd like artifact and enchantment removal for, for five bob all right come on i probably just mixed two different shows together i don't really I, watch game I, shows i think you did <laughs> <laughs> oh well we'll, we'll go with us bob's the price is right isn't it oh it's alex i should have said alex i thought it was alec isn't it alec it is Alec. Yeah, I thought it, it was Alec. Alec. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's I'm, I'm Alec, a complete Alec Trebek. Fool. Yeah, so you, yeah. you mix the price of right and Jeopardy together. <laughs> the price of Jeopardy. There you go. That's our new That's <laughs> our new show. Um, so artifact and return removal, we have five cards here. We have the first one is Beast Within. It's two, two and a green for an instant that says destroy target permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token. 
pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the next one is Croson Grip. It is two and a green for an instant that has, uh, more importantly, this one has Split Second. So Split Second is as long as this spell is on the stack, players can't cast spells or activate abilities that aren't mana abilities. Um, it destroy target artifact or enchantment. So the text Split Second on this card is significantly important because, I mean, if you got to remove somebody's, uh, say, Sensei's Divining Top, they can't top it away so they can't tap it to be able to put it back on top of the library and draw a card to then it just then wastes your Croson grip um which i mean is great because we want to be able to get rid of that top and not keep it on top i don't think i say top anymore in that sentence <laughs> um the next one is a a card that i hadn't heard about before but paul brought to my attention and i love this card and with another card in this deck this thing becomes an absolute powerhouse so it is Null Mage Shepherd. Null Mage Shepherd is a 3-4, sorry, a 3 3 and a green for a 2-4 uh, creature elf shaman that says tap four untapped creatures you control, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Um, I actually learned about this card a long, long, long time ago, back when I first got into Commander in 2012, I think. I used to watch Commander Versus on Star City Games, and he played this in an elf build of his. And I've never been able to find a place where I really wanted this card, but uh, in this deck in particular, it's got a couple of cute synergies that make it uh, worthwhile. It's also pretty good with um, Seedborn Muse, which is not in this deck. Yeah. That's why I'm okay yeah. spoiling that. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to put Seedborn Muse in this deck. I already have enough decks with Seedborn Muse in it, and I think when I, cast, when I go to cast Seedborn Muse, um, everyone just groans at me. I mean, last <laughs> night we played a game, just quick side note here, like a little, little anecdote. I was playing a game last night, uh, with the missus and some friends over discord. And I went, I was playing my true lane deck and I went, Hey, look, Seedborn Muse. And they've gone, Oh, and then the next turn she's gone Seedborn Muse. And we all went, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> double Seedborn Muse. It was, that was a great game. So. The next card on our list, Paul, before we forget, is Reclamation Sage. So Reclamation Sage is just a staple green removal spell that's a creature. So it's two and a green for a 2-1 Elf Shaman that says when Reclamation Sage enters the battlefield, you may destroy target, artifact, or enchantment. There's a theme here, and it's all destroying enchantments and artifacts. Yeah, Reclamation Sage kind of power crept Acidic Slime a little bit. That's what everybody used to play. And then Rex Sage came out, and that's pretty much what people play now. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that uh, Acidic Slime has going for it, I think, is... I believe it's a little bit more power and toughness, because it's an extra... It's two two green green. Well, um, it's a 2-2 no, two, two death it's touch. Three, it's three green green, isn't it? It's, it's a 5 yeah, CMC, five. but it has death touch. Yeah, and it, so, it can I mean, also hit lands. Those are the yeah, but I mean, three CMC for an elf, which if you can notice a theme, all of our creatures have been elves so far, which is great. <laughs> um, wink, wink. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> elf tribal, elf warrior tribal, maybe. Uh, so our last card in our artifact and uh, artifact and enchant removal is uh, Viridian Zealot. So Viridian Zealot is a green green for a 2-1 elf warrior that has an activated ability of one and a green sacrifice Viridian Zealot and destroy target artifact or enchantment. Simple. It's easy. 
Like it doesn't do it. There's no roundabout. It literally just, it does what it wants to do on the card. You want to destroy artifacts and enchantments? You play these five cards. Awesome. So after we've finished successfully destroying our opponent's uh, artifacts, let's go and play some of our own. So we'll get into our artifact packet if I can find it on the iPad. Where did it go? There it is. Okay, so we have four uncategorized artifacts in this deck. You'll notice as we keep going through, like Sword of Fire and Ice, that was in the card draw uh, slot. These are four we couldn't quite find where to put a place. I mean, Soul Ring's in here, obviously, but that's in ramp. We didn't want to put a ramp package in here because, you know, reasons. So the artifacts are Blackblade Reforged. So Blackblade Reforged is a two... Uh, two mana legendary artifact equipment that says equipped creature equipped creature you control gets plus one plus one for each land you control has uh, equip legendary creature at three or equip seven. This is kind of like a free activation of Rada's ability. Actually, it's yeah. exactly that. It <laughs> it's is it's exactly just like that. a permanent Rada's ability one yep. time, though. And it's fantastic. <laughs> So the next card is a uh, Door of Destinies. Door of Destinies is a four mana, uh, yeah, four CMC artifact that says uh, as Door of Destinies enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. In this case, we're going to be choosing Warrior. Uh, whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, you put a charge counter on Door of Destinies. Creatures you control of the chosen type get a plus one, plus one for each charge counter on Door of Destinies. Um, fun fact about Door of Destinies, I traded this card uh, back in 2013, or 2014, sorry, uh, when it was about $2, and it is now Oofed. apparently over 10 so that's Yeah, cool. that's a feels-bad <laughs> moment there. Um, the last two artifacts we have in the list are Soul Ring and Swiftfoot Boots. Two cards I'm probably not going to read because everyone knows what they do. We can go on to our Instant. So now we only have one card in our, our uncategorized Instant slot. And uh, again, it was another card that was reprinted in M21. It's a Heroic Intervention. So Heroic Intervention is one and a green for an instant. It says permanence you control again, hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Simple, quick, and easy. I love it. Not much to really say about that one. Uh, what about some sorceries, Paul? Let's do some stuff in our main phase. Okay. Um, I know it feels like we're like rushing through these. It's probably a little quick. Um. That's because we have a lot of talk to uh, talk about in the last couple of packets. So we'll get through these ones here first. Uh, smash them out. Smash them out of the park, mate. Uh, Blasphemous Act is in here. Blasphemous Act is an eight and a red for a sorcery that says this spell costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. Blasphemous Act deals 13 damage to each creature. Hey, Paul, remember how we said we were going to ramp? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. We have our first of our ramp cards what? coming up right now. <laughs> so our first ramp spell, we only have three in the deck because we decided that we wanted to ramp, ramp on turn two and not play any ramp on turn three. So we're not going to be running anything like Cultivate or anything. Uh, the first one is, so we have Farseek, Nature's Law, and Rampant Growth. They're right. all We've mentioned cards. those enough times that Yep, we can all don't know one those ones. Um, and the last card in our sorcery list is regrowth. So I specifically like having ways to recur out of the graveyard because I hate in a singleton format 
that I can only play a card once and then it's gone, unless it gets exiled. So we're playing Regrowth here. So Regrowth is one and a green for a sorcery that says return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So it's essentially, uh, well, not essentially, it is um, Eternal Witness, but cheaper and not a creature. All right. Next one, Paul. What's our next packet? Uh, it's looking like enchantments, I think. Yeah. Yeah, let's do some enchantments. Here we go. Again, it's only three of them. It's quick, simple, and easy. We have two ways of granting haste in, in our enchantment slot. So we have Fires of Yavimaya, which is one red and a green for an enchantment. It says creatures you control have haste, has an activated ability to sacrifice, and uh, target creature gets plus two, plus two till end of turn. You need to get in with a little bit of extra damage, sacrifice it, put that plus two, plus two on that creature, crash through, smack him hard, hit him hard and fast. Next card is uh, Kenrith's Transformation. So Kenrith's Transformation is a one and a green enchantment aura. Enchant creature. When Kenrith's Transformation enters the battlefield, draw a card. That's important. So it can at least cantrips itself. And then enchanted creature loses all abilities and is a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. I'm going to say this probably every episode, but you should be playing this card. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> this is going to be Alvador. This is Alvador Canori. <laughs> Um, the next card is Rhythm of the Wild. So again, I said we had two ways of giving haste. This also gives a plus one plus one counter because it comes with the keyword riot and that is specifically either you can either choose to bring it in with haste or bring it in with a plus one plus one counter. This will come into play again later on in the episode as we talk about another packet. Um, but more specifically, this is one green and a, oh, sorry, one red and a green for an enchantment that says creature spells you control can't be counted. That's really important, especially in, a, in an aggressive aggro deck like this one. You don't want to have your spells counted by blue players. You don't want to be set back by blue players because fuck blue. <laughs> I get one. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, so non-token creatures you control have riot. And like I said, they either come in with a choice of uh, uh, haste or plus one, plus one counter. So we have one last packet that uh, we need to talk about here before we go into our more serious meat of the episode. That is, a again, a type of creature that I don't play all that often, and that is uh, Planeswalker. So planes, the only Planeswalker we have in the deck is Nissa Who Shakes the World. So Nissa Who Shakes the World is a three green green, five loyalty legendary Planeswalker that says whenever you tap a forest for mana, add an additional forest or add an additional green mana. Has two uh, loyalty abilities. The first one is plus one. Uh, put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target non-creature land you control. Untap it. It becomes a zero zero elemental creature uh, creature with vigilance and has haste. That's still a land. Minus eight. You get an emblem with lands you control have indestructible. Search your library for any number of forest cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped. Then shuffle your library. Uh, this was it. the card I mentioned before that has minor synergies with uh, um, Nipple Guy. <laughs> Dryad of the Elysian Grove? Dryad of the Elysian Grove, that's the one. <laughs> Nipple Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's pretty much in here for the mana, which is what she does in Standard as well. Uh, the loyalty abilities are, you know, Pretty good, but mainly it's just for the mana, so we can pump Rada through ridiculous proportions. 
So before we get into the meat of the deck, we'll go in here and add from our sponsors right now. Welcome back from our uh, from our ad there. Hope you had fun listening to that little saucy, saucy piece. So we're going to jump into our creature package now. So we have uh, 12, again, really non-categorized creatures, but these are essentially just like the heart of the deck here. Um, aside from like a lot of the synergies and and combos in the in the next couple of packets, but these are these are the ones that you want on the field almost all the dang time. So the first one we're going to talk about is Bloodbraid Elf. Bloodbraid Elf is a two uh, red and a green for a three two elf that has uh, haste and cascade. The next card on our creature list is Champions of Lamholt, which is one green green for a 1-1 one, one human warrior that says creatures with power less than Champions of Lamholt's power can't uh, can't block. And whenever another creature in this battlefield, put a possible encounter on Champions of Lamholt. Easy yep. peasy limits. And squeezy. again, this is just so that Rada can get in there. Yeah. So, I mean, Rada can just crash in. Should be right. We'll get there. If she can't crash in, we've got other ways to do it. Um, our first combo-ish kind of piece in here is Combat Celebrant. Combat Celebrant. Combat Celebrant is a two and a red for a 4-1 <clears throat> human warrior. Pardon me. Some really bad uh, indigestion there. I'm going to start that again real quick. <coughs> so our next card on our list is Combat Celebrant. Combat Celebrant is two and a red for a 4-1 human warrior. That says if Combat Celebrant hasn't hasn't exerted hasn't been exerted, sorry, this turn you may exert it as it attacks. When you do, untap all other creatures you control after this. After this, wow! If Combat Celebrant hasn't been exerted this turn, you may exert it as it attacks. When you when you do, untap all other creatures you control after this phase. There is an additional combat phase, and exert a creature won't untap during its untap step. That was a nightmare to get through. So the and the next card on our list after Combat Celebrant is Decorated Champion. Decorated Champion is a one and a green for a two-two elf warrior that says whenever another warrior enters the battlefield under your team's control, put a plus one plus one counter on Decorated Champion. The team just refers to Battle Bond because this is a Battle Bond card, but it was a very much like a two-headed giant mechanic. So that's just it. Just means that whenever it comes under your um, and when it enters the battlefield under your control. The next card is our only morph card in the deck. Uh, it is Den Protector. So Den Protector is a one and a green for a 2-1 human warrior that says creatures with power less than Den Protector's power can't block it. Has Megamorph for one and a green. Uh, and when Den Protector is turned face up, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. So essentially that's uh, just Eternal Witness, but on a morph. And I mean, it's a warrior over being a shaman or a druid or whatever that one is um the next card on the list is glistener elf glistener elf is a one green one one elf warrior infect this card's probably gonna get a little bit hated but it's fine it's the only infect card in the list um i, I, mean, I did have another one in here but it sucked so it got cut this one's just an I mean, efficient play <laughs> As Paul was saying, like if you play one, you're like, ah, oh, it's only one infect card. They're like, okay, cool. But if you play a second infect card, they'll never believe you ever again. <laughs> You'll become known as the infect player in your <laughs> pod. Okay, so moving on to the next card, we have Ivy Lane Denizen. Ivy Lane Denizen is a three and a green for a two-three elf warrior 
that says, whenever another green creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. You're going to notice that that warrior tag is coming up a lot. Oh, yeah. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is definitely warrior tribal. <laughs> All right. So the next warrior on the list is Rubble Belt Raiders. Rubble Belt Raiders is one hybrid gruel, hybrid gruel, hybrid gruel for 3-3. Three, three. Uh, whenever Rubble Belt Raiders attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each attacking creature you control. This thing's going to get huge really quickly. Yeah, and I don't actually think you mentioned this, but it is a human warrior as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I said, like, this is the next warrior on the list, so I just oh, I kind my of, bad. I kind of, like, made that assumption that it's a warrior, but yeah, he is, uh, sorry, she is a human warrior. Okay, so the next big bad boy in our uh, warrior list here is Ruik Thar the Unbowed. Ruik Thar the Unbowed is a four red and a green for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature ogre warrior that has vigilance reach. Ruik Thar the Unbowed attacks each turn if able and says whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Ruik Thar deals six damage to that player. Yeah, this is kind of a red-green pet card of mine. It had to be in here, and it coincidentally was a warrior. I actually forgot that it was a warrior, and I'm glad it is because I've always wanted to play with Ruik Thar. Um, <laughs> I just didn't know how to play with it at the command. Uh, we actually we have a friend that we used to play magic with. Uh, uh, shout out to our friend Ross, who actually came up with the idea of uh, playing a Ruik Thar deck with Mutate. Oh, that's spicy! Yeah, that's super spicy. Yeah, that, that's such good. a Ross deck. uh it was great i actually got to play against it one time uh before covid so moving on our next card is thorn lieutenant is a one and a green for a two three elf warrior that says whenever thorn lieutenant becomes the target of a spell or ability and opponent controls create a one one green elf warrior creature token has an activated ability of five and a green thorn lieutenant gets a plus four plus four till end of turn our second last card here for our creature packet is Xenagos, God of Revels. So Xenagos, God of Revels is a three green, uh, sorry, three red and a green for a six, five legendary enchantment creature. God has indestructible and says, as long as your devotion to red and green is less than seven, Xenagos isn't a creature. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, another target creature you control gains haste and gets plus X plus X till end of turn where X is that, pa- uh, that creature's power. Uh, a little note about Xenagos. Um, he happens to curve perfectly into Radha's activated ability, where you will be able to give her at least plus six, plus six, because you'll have six lands, ideally. And then you can Xenagos her and attack for 18 commander damage. I didn't even think of that. That is... <laughs> that's magnificent. <laughs> oh, wow. What's that? Turn six? That would be that's turn a t- six. Yeah. That's a turn six almost kill. Man, a lot of decks in commander like uh, this is very very fast. This is very 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 aggressive, and I love it very very <laughs> much. <laughs> so the last card we have to talk about here is Yeva Nature's Herald. Uh, she is a two green green for a four four legendary creature elf shaman that has flash, and you may cast green spells as though they had flash. Um, I think every single creature in the deck except Combat Celebrant exactly is green. 
if I'm not mistaken. I want to say that's pretty much very true. Um, oh, there's one more that mean, we haven't talked about yet. That's it. With uh, and and just like with every other deck list we've done on the, on this show, we will have uh, the deck list in the show notes below. So if you want to check out this deck and go along with us, uh, you can do that by checking out the uh, the description or the bio, and uh, clicking on the Archideck link there. So we have eight ways in this deck to be able to give these car these uh, creatures trample, and I'm going to go through them right now. We're going to love it. We're going to go through it. The first card is Acroma's Memorial. So it's a little bit of a pricey, both, you know, wallet-wise and CMC-wise, but Acroma's Memorial is a seven CMC legendary artifact that says creatures you control have flying, first strike, vigilance, trample, haste, protection from black, and protection from red. Uh, this is... So... There's not a lot of ways, honestly, to grant global trample. Um... Pretty much any way that there is in these colors we have in this deck. And this was a card that James happened to own. So here it is. Yep. <laughs> James loves this card. So <laughs> um, I specifically bought this card uh, when I first got into Commander because I was looking for a card that gave like I was playing a, a mono red artifact Mies deck and I wanted to give them a little bit more punch. So I bought an Acromus Memorial, not knowing how good it was back then. And this is this is sort of like my pet card. Um, anywhere that I can kind of see to put a Acromus Memorial in, I'll put an Acromus Memorial in. Um, it doesn't go in every single deck. It goes in a lot of a lot of my decks. And uh, this is, I think, the second deck I have it in at the moment. So moving on, we're going to talk about our, I believe it's our second and this is yeah out of the two out of the creatures this is the second uh creature that is our only mono red mm -hmm. and that is archetype of aggression archetype of aggression is a one green green uh, sorry one red red sorry i'm so used <laughs> to saying green so much in this in in this list so it's one red red for a three two enchantment creature human warrior creatures you control have trample creatures your opponents control lose trample and can't have or gain trample um, like I said, not a lot of, not a whole lot of ways to give trample. Um, it's going to become apparent in, uh, just a few moments why exactly we're seeking, uh, so many different ways to give trample. Yeah. Um, so if it seems baffling, why we even care when we're mostly going to have like one, one, two, two, maybe three, three elves. Um, don't worry. That's coming up. Yeah. So the next card is a uh, Bramblewood Paragon. Bramblewood Paragon is a one and a green for a two-two elf warrior that says each other each other warrior you control comes into play with an, with an additional plus one plus one counter. Each creature with a each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has trample. Uh, the next card is another card that I I specifically I really love this card. Um, I got to play with it a couple times in my new play group uh, over on Discord. And uh, as soon as I played it, everyone was like, holy crap, I need it. And that is Embercleave. So Embercleave is a four red, red legendary artifact equipment that has flash. This spell costs one less to cast for each attacking creature you control. When Embercleave enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one. It has double strike and trample has equipped three. All right. So the next way we're going to be able to give our creatures trample is Azuri Renegade Leader. Azuri Renegade Leader is a one green green two two elf warrior, has an activated ability of 
green, regenerate another target elf, and a second activated ability of two green, green, green elf creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until end of turn. So this one, while not explicitly global trample, like 90% of the creatures in the deck are elves, so it counts. Just putting that out there. <laughs> The next card here on this list, I am going to butcher this name and I apologize, but it's an Armin Ket, it's an Armin Ket card. It's a uh, Kenra Charioteer. Nice. Hell yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Kenra Charioteer is a one red and a green for a three, three Jackal Warrior that has trample and other creatures you control have trample. All right. The next way to give Trample also gives Lifelink. These last two cards actually give Trample and Lifelink. I wonder if you can guess what they are. Take guesses now. All right, that's enough time. So Loxodon Warhammer <laughs> is our first way. It's a three, uh, a three CMC artifact equipment that has uh, equipped creature gets plus three, plus zero, and has Trample and Lifelink with equipped three. All right. And the second way you can give your creatures Trample and Lifelink is Shadow Spear. Shadow Spear is a one mana legendary artifact equipment that says equipped creature gets plus one plus one and has trample and lifelink has an activated ability of one permanence your opponent's control lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn uh, has equipped two. All right. So now we've now we've talked about the way to give people trample or give our creatures trample. Sorry. Let's talk about the two cards that we have in here that we've dubbed the trample lovers. And they're so, both probably cards you have not heard of or paid attention to ever. One came from my courier that I didn't even know was printed. I might even have like in my bulk somewhere. So the first one is Proud Wildbonder. Proud Wildbonder is two hybrid gruel, hybrid gruel for a 4-3 human warrior that has trample and creatures you control with trample have. You may have this creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked. Yeah, so basically, instead of dealing damage to creatures, you deal straight to the base. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to kill their creatures, which is fine, but you're going to do straight for that face damage. And the last way, well, the last Trample Lover card we have here is Stonebrow uh, Croson Hero. Or, or as I have nicknamed him Stonebro. Way better name. <laughs> <laughs> so Stonebro is three red and a green for a 4-4 legendary centaur warrior has trample whenever a creature you control with trample attacks it gets a plus two plus two until end of turn uh this was my personal suggestion i love this card i've never been able to make it work it can work here all right this is a huge buff to your team just for having trample right and as you can see there's tons of ways that we can do that so uh, really excited to see this card perform, and I don't think anybody's going to see it coming, literally. All right, so not only do we have Trample Lovers, but you might have been noticing we've been saying Elf and Warrior a lot. We have two cards here that we have dubbed our Elf Lovers. Da -da -da, these are our Elf Lovers. So our first Elf Lover card is Elvish Vanguard. Elvish Vanguard is a one and a green for a 1-1 one -one Elf Warrior that says whenever another Elf enters the battlefield, uh, enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on Elvish Vanguard. Now I noticed that, I just noticed that that says whenever another elf enters the battlefield. If someone else is playing elves, this thing's going to get a plus one, plus one counter for it. All right. So our second elf lover card is 
probably another name I'm going to butcher, and I apologize again in advance. Uh, Joy oh. Jiraga Warcaller. Okay, close enough. <laughs> How is it pronounced? Uh, Jiraga Warcaller. Jiraga. Okay. Yeah. Jiraga Warcaller is a one green one one elf warrior multi kicker one and a uh, one and a green. That just says whenever basically multi kicker is uh, whenever you may pay an additional one and a green at any uh, any number of times as you cast this spell. Joyraga, 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 yeah, Joyraga Warcaller enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each time it was kicked. Other elf creatures you control get plus one plus one for each plus one plus one counter on Joyraga Warcaller. Uh, this card has a uh, small synergy with a big effect with a card that is going to come up later so just bear that card in mind and i'll try to mention that later we are very much almost at the end of our deck tech here we only really have two more things to talk about uh, and i think they're probably going to be our two biggest discussion points so the first one we have here is uh we we called it copperhorn synergies and that's because all these cards are going to synergize with a card called copperhorn scout so Copperhorn Scout is a one green, one, one elf creature that says whenever Copperhorn Scout attacks, untap each other creature you control. Um, you're going to, so I'm just going to explain the way Copperhorn Scout goes in the stack so that the rest of these cards make sense as to why it's a synergy. Um, the trigger happens on attack, meaning before blockers are assigned. So you get to untap your stuff and then do more stuff with them. So just keep that interaction in mind when we read these cards off. Yeah. And the first card is Court of Calling. Another card that just got reprinted in Double Masters. It's like we did this on purpose, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) So Court of Calling is X green, green, green for an instant that has Convoke. That's the important part of this spell. So Convoke is your creatures can help you cast this spell each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one generic or one mana of that creature's color, which in this case is going to be a lot of green uh, and some red. But you also get to search your library for a creature card with converter mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Um, you've got a lot of powerful options for Court of Calling. You can get Yeva, you can get Xenagos, you can get Rurikthar, you can get uh, proud wild bonder before blockers so that you can just deal face damage um Delicious. you can get stone brow i mean honestly there's you can, you can get there's a couple cards that we're going to mention in just a second that you can get that are also very powerful but you can get any answer in your deck with like nomad shepherd reading zealot the options are absolutely limitless so um this is just a ridiculously powerful card and i'm glad i got reprinted to be honest i actually yeah. didn't even know it did so I thought it was going to be reprinted in the uh, the Commander Collections green. I thought we were going to see it there, but I'm glad we saw it here in uh, in uh, Double Masters. So moving on to the next card, we've got Immaculate, Immaculate Magistrate. So Immaculate Magistrate is a three and a green for a two, two elf shaman that has an activated ability of tapping it to put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature for each elf you control. Uh, this is one of the cards that I said earlier has synergy with Joraga Warcaller because he cares not about how many times he was kicked, just about how many plus one plus one counters he has on him. So you can tap a Magulet Magistrate, put counters on Joraga Warcaller, go to combat, attack with Copperhorn Scout, untap Magistrate, tap it again, 
put more counters on the war caller. Suddenly, your one mana one one Copperhorn Scout is a uh, I don't know like a thirty thirty <laughs> within one combat step. So oh yeah, and that's everything else is gonna be a thirty thirty as well. Right. <clears throat> oh man, this deck gives me shivers. I want to play this deck <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right, so the next card we're going to talk about here is Rishkar Pima Renegade. So Rishkar Pima Renegade is a two and a green for a two-two elf, a legendary elf druid that says when Rishkar Pima Renegade enters the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on up to two target creatures. Each creature you control with a counter on it has tap add one green to your mana pool. The next card on the Copperhorn Synergies list is Timberwatch Elf. Timberwatch Elf is a two and a green for a one, two elf that has activated ability tap. Target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the number of elves on the battlefield. And the last card we have. So we had Ruik Thar. I know there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of non-creature spells in this deck. I was a little worried that we'd be taking a little bit, of, a little bit of damage from just like not only casting our own non-creature spells, but the amount of hate we're going to generate from casting a lot of these powerful elves. So we added Wellwisher, and Wellwisher is a one and a green for a one-one elf that has an activated ability of tap. You gain one life for each elf on the battlefield. Um, I didn't, I didn't talk a lot throughout all that, but that's because these cards all pretty much work the same way with Copperhorn Scout, where you untap them, or sorry, you tap them, do their thing, untap them, do it again. So Wellwasher can gain you like 30 life in one turn. Um, Timberwash Elf can give like plus 20, plus 20 to Rata just by tapping. And it costs you little to nothing <laughs> except a tap. So, uh, Copperhorn Scout gives a lot of additional value that doesn't seem impressive at first because it's a one mana one one but uh you know it adds up over time yeah we only have uh three more cards to talk about before we go and jump into the highlighter for our a highlight for our lands so the first card we're going to talk about here is aggravated assault aggravated assault is a two and a red enchantment that has an activated ability of three red red untap all creatures you control after this main phase there is an additional combat phase followed by an additional main phase. Activate this ability only at time you could cast sorcery. And the 99th card. Well, I guess not 99th card, but minus your lands. Anyway, <laughs> the next card <laughs> I'm going to talk about is I tried to do something smart and funny there, but I mean, on the fly, I'm not smart nerd, nor funny. Um, <laughs> the next card is Druid's Repository. And that might have been a card you noticed from the combo episode. If you haven't heard that one, go back. It was a really cool episode. It was the Dolo combo episode. I believe it was episode 13. <laughs> I forgot that's Fant <laughs> Fantastic name. I love that name. <laughs> having people call, having people like, oh, I listened to the episode. It was great. And I was like, yeah, cool. And which one? And they're like, oh, it's the Dolo combo. And I'm like, I love that name so much. So Druid's Repository is a one green green enchantment that says whenever a creature you control attacks, put a charge counter on uh, on draw Druids on Druid's Repository. Remove a charge counter from dra uh, Druid's Repository. Add one mana to of any color to your mana pool. And then the last card we have here in the obligatory combos is Grand Warlord Rada herself. So she's not only just the helm of the deck; she is in the deck. She's great. Grand Warlord Rada is a two red and a green for a three, four 
Elf Warrior has haste, and whenever one or more creatures you control attacks, add that much mana in any combination of red and or green until until end of turn. You don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. So I wanted to wait until that was all said to explain exactly how this works. So aggravated assault, five mana. Well, it's an enchantment. You pay three and two red and you get to uh, get another combat. Druid's Repository and Grand Lord Rada both kind of the same thing where you get mana when your creatures attack, which means that you get the mana, you pay it, you get another combat, you attack, get the mana, pay it, get another combat step, and you know, so on and so forth. Um, but the best part about this is that you don't really even need Aggravated Assault for these cards to be good, right? Because Rada herself has an activated ability that you can dump this mana into. So, while of course it is the obligatory combo, which is literally what I named it, uh, in the in the little packet on uh, Architect, um, these cards are just like good, right? You don't need aggravated assault for these cards to be good, and um, for that reason, I don't mind as much having the combo because you don't mind drawing these pieces at any one time, right? The worst part about a combo is when you run things specifically for that combo, draw them, and they do nothing when you draw them, and you just have to wait for the next piece. But these cards you just play, and they're just amazing, right? So. Uh, that's my piece on that. <clears throat> and with that said, that's the deck. That's everything but the notable lands, which we'll talk about like right now. So I just want to highlight a couple of these really cool lands in here. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is, I mean, it's a, it's a trampled tribal warrior elf deck. So let's, let's do that again. It's an elf warrior trample deck. Got there. <laughs> that deck wouldn't be complete without one little land called Kessick Wolf Run. So Kelf- Kelfic. <laughs> Kessick Wolf Run is a land that taps for colorless, but has an activated ability of X, air, red, and a green, and tap. Target creature gets plus X, plus zero, and gains trample until end of turn. Now, did you know that you could just tap that for red and a green and give a, a creature trample? Don't steal my If you words. didn't, <laughs> I mean, I'm not stealing them, I'm reusing them. <laughs> Uh, um, the next notable land I want to talk about here is Rogue's Passage. Now, not only are we giving Trample, but imagine if you could give, uh, say, your, what, your Warlord, your uh, Grand Warlord Rider unblockable. That way you will, won't lose her in combat, swing out with all your creatures, and then do the Aggravated Assault combo if you wanted to, or Pump Rider, or do whatever you wanted. Rogue's Passage will let you do that. So Rogue's Passage is a land that taps for uh, one colorless and has an activated ability of four generic mana, tap, target creature can't be blocked this turn. The last notable land I want to talk about real quick is uh, Wirewood Lodge. So Wirewood Lodge is a uh, a land that taps for colorless, has an activated ability of one green and tap, untap target elf. So Wirewood Lodge is basically your harder to kill backup Copperhorn Scout for one thing only. Still a really good card. And with that, this deck deck's going to come to a close. So that's it. That's our new Radha, uh, Heart of, Radha Heart of Kled, as I like <laughs> to call it, with uh, backup commander Stonebro or uh, Ruik Thar, whoever you want to pick. <laughs> um, so if anyone wants to, you know, add us, tweet at us, we have three ways you can do that. You can get us at the Twitter, the Instagram, or our email. So our Twitter handle is, Paul? Uh, that is at CMDR at arms. Awesome. 
And the Instagram is uh, commander.at.arms, or you can just find it by typing in commander at arms into the search bar. We have our email address. Don't be hesitant to email us your deck texts, your deck lists, deck, uh, anything to do with your deck. Um, episode submissions. So episode uh, topic submissions. Sorry. You can do that at commander at arms pod at gmail.com. I want to thank all of our patrons on Patreon. I want to, if you want to support the show directly, you can do that by visiting our Patreon site by going to www.patreon.com slash commander at arms. You can join our tiers there. We have three fantastic tiers for you to join and you get all special, I didn't say in-game bonuses, but I mean, it's in podcast bonuses, I guess. Um, <laughs> and that's it from me to you and you to me. I um, say goodbye. If remembering links is not your thing, uh, on Twitter, there is a Linktree link in the bio where you can find all of the links we just mentioned in one neat compiled little list. And that's it. So, thank you for listening to this episode of the Commander at Arms podcast. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.